Welcome to Primary Attribute, or Castle and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian. I'm the Castle Keeper, or Game Master, as it's known in a lot of other systems, and I use they, them pronouns. Hey, my name is Adam. I play as Vons. We both use he, him pronouns. Vons is our free little Foxfolk alchemist friend, and he knew it. He knew that these guys had information that they were holding out on us, and he's going to take it all back to the base and figure out what it is. I'm Erin. I play Ericene. I use she or they pronouns. Ericene uses she, her pronouns. Uh, Ericene is both uh, hanging out with her boyfriend's ex and his kid, and also still mildly haunted by children. I'm Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard. We both use she, her pronouns. And um, once again, Wealthy doesn't know what the hell's going on inside. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the Cobalt Illusionist slash mechanic. We both use he, him pronouns. And uh, Grix is uh, uh, Grix is also barely uh, barely uh, aware of what's happening <laughs> right now. I don't understand why. I don't know. It's it's just not. I don't feel like we have a clear path. It's fine. We, our our path is reading the thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> reading's hard though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Wealthy's looking forward to research. That's totally <laughs> yeah. legit, man. This is how we find out that Wealthy's burnt out on academia and doesn't <laughs> want to do it anymore. <laughs> Which explains Which... why things didn't work out with her and Julia, because she, you know, because Julia's still so into academia. <laughs> Julia's a nerd, and Wealthy decided to go full jog. <laughs> gonna roll. At any rate, you can rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. It helps people find us, encourages us, us to keep making good work. And remember what's happening. And to theoretically remember what's happening. <laughs> you should do it for every other podcast you listen to as well. Erin, would you like to do the recap? Yes, I would. We all tried to ask around about uh, Gulch Wisteria Bjartel, the current CEO of Bjartel's. Uh, Grix found out from COG that uh, Richard Chester, the VP, is actually the brains. Um, Vons uh, talked to one of Gulch's neighbors, and it turned out it's Hedda, uh, Elpida's mom and Photios' ex, uh, who offered to introduce all of us to Gulch. Uh, it was a very awkward uh, reintroduction for everyone. Um but Elpida continued to be the best child. And then Hedda did introduce us to Gulch and uh, he immediately trusted us. Uh, in fact, unlocking his safe in front of us with us watching exactly how he did that. Um, if he can't remember, clearly you won't be. <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> um, he handed over sort of summaries of the paperwork. And when we were like, are these all of it or would you have more detailed notes of some sort? Like maybe the, the actual like working notes. Uh, he was like, Oh sure. And brought us to his storeroom where we found a bunch of boxes of files about project Avalor. Uh, Richard Chester, AKA Dick Chester um, joined us was like, what the fuck? man hey you can't do this and uh then wealthy passed an intimidation check which was <laughs> fucking amazing 
Uh, so Dick Chester is afraid of wealthy. <laughs> um, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> we offered to let Galt come with us to the ground next time we go because oh, yeah. he was so cool. <laughs> Such a chill bro. <laughs> that is certainly an idea you guys had. <laughs> um. Anyway, we did offer that. Uh, who knows if that'll pan out in any way. But uh, we took the notes with us back to the brewery to go through them. Um, Ericene invited Hedda along and Alpita's going to come and hang out. And that's where we left it. Yeah. So we briefly cut to Photios, who just has this anxiety in the back of his mind and he doesn't know why. (laughs) (laughs) And then we cut to the uh, fermenting fox. Where? Well, would we have had to go past, like, even remotely past the Gwendolyn? Um, not necessarily. Okay, then never mind. So, yeah, you guys have made it back to the Fermenting Fox, and you four, obviously, are there. The grad students are there. Mitt is there. Lucky is there. Hedda and Alpita are there. A bunch of customers are there. <laughs> Taking up the 50% of the bar that is not taken up by named characters who don't pay money <laughs> to be there. Just saying we're making a profit. All right. <laughs> it's so sweet, you think. <laughs> so you say we're just barely not breaking even. All right. <laughs> yeah, Mitt, Mitt has a second job as a town crier. <laughs> Oh, bummer. (laughs) So yeah, you're all here. And you have a crap ton of research notes. And you have the grad students and their research notes. And you have a Vons and his papers that he writes on while doing things. (laughs) He's he's going to uh, just take all of these research notes, thwomp them on the table in front of the grad students, say, you guys have fun. I'm going to go take a nap. Upstairs. Hey, Mitt, how's it going? I'll I'll take some of the notes and start like looking through that. Like I'll I'll take a sheaf and I'll give it to Hedda and I'll take a sheaf and I'll start like looking through for yeah, basically (laughs) just starting to like index what is even in like some of these things. Um, do we know which ones are the the rare ones that we're supposed to copy? Those like pointed out to us. No, he basically said, "If we come across anything, if we need things, uh, you know, yeah, just basically take your notes out of it." Yeah, got it, got it, got it. Well, uh, do we have anything like a stereograph these days? Yes, we do. We got the quill. Yeah. Mm. Oh, hey, yeah, you do. Because I haven't managed to sell that yet. You just need to read every single paper out loud. Ooh. Bonds talks real fast. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I think that that'll give us a 1.5 rate uh, of, uh, of production. Yeah, but like, will the quill like try to write that fast? Yeah, it's magic. It'll keep up. But but like, will that cause a problem for because like most quills are assuming that you're trying to write at like a normal rate. And so it doesn't like, you know break the paper i'll just switch to stenography mode it, it is magic <laughs> yeah hey man i, I trust the quill also it's not paper we're using we're using like heavy duty you know read yeah, based stuff paper 
Paper-like papyrus. surfaces, papyrus. Yeah. <laughs> I was using Way paper. Heavy. I was using paper like a mushroom paper, Kleenex. Yeah. yeah, like Kleenex. Exactly, or Xerox. This episode brought to you by Kleenex and Xerox. <laughs> We're just as confused Sponsor as us. you are. <laughs> <laughs> like all the other podcasts, with that sweet, sweet Xerox money. <laughs> Sponsored by Xerox. And then we just put out the exact same episode 50 times in a row. <laughs> ah. Waka waka. All right. So Vaughn's hands over all these papers and then goes to take a nap. The Centaur grad student just buries their face in their hands for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll ask the, I, I will say to the grad students, hey, um, so like, are there any, is there anything specific that you can think of that like we should especially keep an eye out for in the notes? Um, you've been very involved in figuring out how to do the, you know, thing with the, the acid in the table. Um, so I was just wondering if like you would, I don't yeah, know, uh, are there anything, any keywords we should look out for? Anything about uh, absorption rates or doing things over time? That sort of thing. Basically, we we think it's just too concentrated. So if we can figure out a way to make it so it gets absorbed over like a day or something, that might help. Oh, okay. That makes sense. You know, we do know another alchemist. Oh, uh, yeah? Ooh. Do we? Huh? Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Uh... Erising goes through her notes. No, no. <laughs> It's Zykra. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remembered Klitz's name, but I didn't remember Zykra's name. Yeah, Zykra doesn't show up quite as often. <laughs> I feel like that was somebody that... Who knew? Who... Was it Grix? Yeah, kind of. I knew of Klitz. Yeah, because... Um, but you didn't really Zykra know and him, know him. in the Cobalt Born. Yeah, I mean, they were friendly strangers. Yeah. So she was trying to synthesize Ruladrin. Right. She was. I wonder if we got her help, if she might have any ideas about this as well. Because she is, there's that thing of like, when you're too involved in like academia, you only think of things in a certain specific like order and way. Whereas, like, when you kind of are self-taught, you think of things in a different sort of, with, like, a different algorithm, kind of. So, is this something that you've been saying out loud? No, this is Aaron. Isn't Vons taking a nap anyway? <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Vons is on his way upstairs. If he were to hear this out loud, he'd, he'd uh, gasp at the thought of his bar blowing up. Well, I think so far we're listening to Aristine's inner monologue, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, metagaming. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm mostly just trying to remember, like, who who she was, how she was connected to us. Yep. And you've got it right, as far as I remember. Without having to look through, like, five or six, you know, dozen pages of my notes. Yeah, that's (laughs) Zykra. And definitely self-taught. Or at least minimally classroom trained. So, 
Um, I'll turn to Grix and be like, do you still, are you still in contact with uh, Klitz or, or Zykra? I mean, obviously Klitz is the accountant for the bar, but, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's about it. Uh, Zykra, yeah, I don't, I don't really work with Zykra that much, uh, especially now that I don't live in the Cobalt Warrens anymore. Was, were Klitz and Zykra, like, together or just... They're I just didn't get friends. They're, be, they're just BFFs. Yeah. Okay. I truly couldn't remember. <laughs> um, I'll be like, Ma, what if we like invited Zykra to come and like take a look at some of this stuff too? She might have some other ideas about ways to go about it. To go about I mean, blowing up my brewery? Well, we about? wouldn't give her anything to actually blow up mere presence in a place and reading is not enough to make something blow up. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to take a nap. Yeah, but then you talk, start talking about this uh, house blower upper lady. Vaughn's get the zoomies before having to take a nap. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We're like me wandering around the house for 15 minutes. If we promise not to let her touch anything other than non-flammable notes, is that okay, Vons? I mean, you're clearly, uh, you know, not helping with looking through the notes, so I figured, why not get another alchemist? And I mean that that was the best way to show off his uh, trademark arrogance and um, yeah, you know, assumption that psh, other people have this. Whatever. <laughs> have <laughs> this, this is the trivial work. I don't need to do have this, this <laughs> giant project that <laughs> he was the catalyst for starting. Fonz has really become a CEO. <laughs> I leveled up like two or three times since I saw these assistants last. This is like a whole thing. Oh, don't worry. They're still like three levels higher than you. <laughs> 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 you can just tear your still beating heart from your chest. If I get to it, it's fine. Them just like doing Vons's work for him has leveled them up so much. Uh, oh, yeah. When you're gone, all they're doing is researching and working out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're just, on the ground, they studied the blade and also a bunch of notes. <laughs> <laughs> just grinding the whole time. Oh, yeah. Good for them, though. I mean, that's that's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're really saying is if Vaughn's had just stayed up on the arcs the entire time, he'd be at an even higher level now. <laughs> no, because he would have kept interrupting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably would have drugged them down with him. He's terrible. And on that cheerful note, so uh, you're going to let Ericene. There was contact? just the um, knowing that it's absorption rates and uh, doing things over time made me remember the things that that Zykra was looking at with the Ruladrin, like trying to figure out a way to infuse the magic at a slower rate. Wow, good memory. Yeah, I don't even know how I remembered that. <laughs> I barely remember Clits. I have no recall of Zykra. The only thing that I remember about Zykra is that uh, she sounds like a like a synthetic fabric, and I, yeah, 
<laughs> well, why don't you just use the the centrifuge to uh, concentrate it and then pack it into a tight little uh, slow release pill? Huh? Hmm? Yeah. I mean, that would be cool if we could, you know, get a working formula. Hey, Ian, is that a thing that alchemists could even do? You said concentrate it and pack it in a pill. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, but you're not solving the problem of essentially your current formula is so acidic it eats through stone. <laughs> Congratulations, oh. you dried it up and made it smaller so it can rehydrate in their stomach and then burn through all their organs. <laughs> like that—that that is what the concentrating um, class feature is essentially. Okay, so we'll consider that the weaponized version. Uh, <laughs> in fact. That's right. Uh, you had us working on this as a weapon. <laughs> well, I mean, wait. Oh, it is for the Department of Defense, but uh, like, the is that within our part? ethical? Is is that within our uh, our ethics board? And uh, Aracene stares at Wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> the laugh track plays. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 I, I'm I mean, the ethics board. Are we supposed to be weaponizing this? Yes, you're the ethics yeah, board. I'm not, yeah, um, as long as we're not torturing people. <laughs> <laughs> no, we should probably think about that. Straight from murdering them. Yeah, murdering That's is fine. different. <laughs> murdering is completely different than torturing, okay? Okay. Um, I mean, we were thinking more of an explosion, but yeah. Um. I get you. Yeah, we should probably think about uh, uh, the the ethics of, but you know, m- most research ends up with the DOD and they weaponize it anyway. So you know, you're either going to do the science or you're not, and you can't you can't tell what what the state's going to do. Lucky comes by and silently hands a couple of you rags for your bleeding bleeding. Aracene <laughs> <laughs> presses it against her nose and goes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate your help. <laughs> no okay. Um, Bonds, what are you, chicken? I mean, no. Foxes <laughs> and chickens are known not to coexist easily. Yeah, we'd need to get a boat. Are you afraid Zyker's going to stage you up? Is that why you don't want to Um Okay, so Vons is just trying to cover up insecurities at this point. You can probably tell visibly. <laughs> Zykra no, is buddy. a chicken? Zykra is an uh, an accomplished alchemist. Okay. Oh. I don't Indeed. understand. I'm, I'm sorry. Lizard folk? Half dragon. Or like dragon folk. Dragon, dragon folk, folk yeah. Mm-hmm. Terminology varies depending on the exact game you're sure. playing. But yeah, um... Nah, Lucky was just trying to pull a Marty McFly on Vons to see if she can get him to be like, fine, Zyker should totally come. I'm not afraid of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except he is. He's he's deeply fearful that he could be replaced. But he's also deeply prideful. Yeah, yeah. It's conflicting. Her, her gambit didn't work. It's fine. <laughs> She goes back to running the bar. You theoretically own and operate. <laughs> He's probably mostly just insulted that uh, people are looking for an alternative and yeah, feeling hurt and wounded. You went to take a nap. Well, now he's not. He can't <laughs> sleep like that. Now can he? <laughs> Why are you talking about yourself in the third person now? <laughs> um, 
Don't worry about it. <laughs> so okay. are we calling this other person or should we just start reading? Well, I mean, if Fonz is really so opposed and he's going to, you know, come look through yeah, yeah. notes too. I then... got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. I got it. I'll, I'll just start reading. Just, just leave her over alone. Her place. Don't bother. <laughs> Playing cards in the green room. All, the other <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and the CK's nose start to bleed. I'm invincible. <laughs> I want to start at least indexing uh, these um, just so that we, because like Hedda and I obviously don't know anything. I mean, I think Hedda doesn't know anything. Hedda, what do you do for a living? Uh, or not for a living? Or like, you know, what, what, what have you done at this point, I'm mostly just a housewife, which sounds very retrograde now that I say that. But no, I mean, out. houses need to be taken care of and people need taken care of. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and Anastasia makes, I believe the term is a comfortable amount of money. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you, did you like, what if, what, what did you do before you met Anastasia? I'm just trying to like, gauge what your skill set is <laughs> not because i'm like crying or anything just because oh, we're I doing totally it understand I we're am... doing a thing <laughs> how so, useful are you i, I only oh. did basic schooling but i should be able to at least read through and determine what everyone's writing about in these keywords and things like that okay i just figured if you had like any like specific magical skills you might be able to do more research to help as well but you're, it sounds like you're kind of on, you know, in the boat with me. Yeah, no magic. Sorry. No magic. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll we'll look through. I figure I figure that Ericene and Hedda can start reading through stuff and passing me stuff that they think looks magical, and I can go through it and start pulling out what's actually more along magical lines. I'm, I've probably got a lot more experience with with what is magic versus with with the kind of magic that we're looking for versus the kind of magic that we're not. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. Like a tiered yes. research um, levels. I yeah. was also thinking that like maybe marking um anything that we take out of an envelope and pass to someone else, like just marking like with a pencil or something at the top, like this came out of this envelope. <laughs> yeah. Paper clips. Paper clips are our friends. All right. Oh. So you guys are going to do yeah. kind of a tiered thing. Vons, yes. Are you, is Vons going to be the final arbiter of the research here? And doing Vons, like the final reading? I th- Vons, I think, is going to be doing... Um, so what I'd like to see is loose note-taking happening, uh, people boiling down those notes. I do like the tiered method. And then somebody turning that into something testable towards the end. Uh, that would involve probably Vaughn's and the grad students like at the, at the tip of that and then seeing what comes out of the test tubes. Okay. But for now you're probably just helping compile all the notes and then. Yeah. Since we're not at that stage yet. Yeah. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it. So um, Vaughn's Aerosene and Grix, you're all going to roll intelligence checks and that's going to give a giant bonus to wealthy's overall. Like I found all the relevant stuff roll okay okay 
I'm sorry, you called this int? Oh my god. Yes. No, no, you aren't supposed to oral yet, so you can fill oh, it out okay. if it was bad. Oh god, really too. <laughs> yeah. We must never need we never need to know, except now we do, I guess. <laughs> I rolled a nineteen plus nine is twenty-eight. Good lord. Okay. Uh, I, I got an eighteen. It's almost as good as it could have been. I got a seventeen and I'm adding my levels eight now. Mm-hmm. So adding nine puts it at twenty-six. Is that right? Yeah. Grad students roll just as a group, which means I should give them a bonus. Wow, that bonus sucked. Luckily for them, they do okay. Had our rolls perfectly acceptably. <laughs> um, all right. Wealthy. Mm-hmm. Roll my intelligence, roll intelligence check. check, and you're going to add 4d6 to it. Because everyone succeeded, except for maybe Hedda. All right, so that's another two. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, another two on the 20. So that is two, five, 11, 12, 15. And then plus your plus level. My level is eight. So that's 23 plus one is for intelligence and it's prime. So it's 24. All right. That's pretty good, I guess. It's good for you that intelligence is a prime. Very much. <laughs> so you sort through all of this and you now have compiled a bunch of research. It looks like the Tells folks were approaching this in a very different direction than what the grad students have ended up with. They're kind of, they were going with a, you know, corruption first model, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Like they weren't going from light, they were just going from studying the base subject itself. Um, they didn't get anything about honey or anything like that. That said, um, they did try to figure out, you know, application methods and things like that. And you actually find that you have been given the notes from several BRTELS projects because a lot of the head researcher had done previous things and all the notes kind of ended up bundled together. Mm, so sure. You think Wait, you... so they were working independently of each other? No, um, rather... no. They, they, they. Back when we were told, back when Vons was told some of this, we found out that they had been working on one project, and then that kind of fell apart. And then they were working on another project, and then that kind of fell apart. Oh, and then I they see. Were working yeah. on another project. project. Got it. Got it. Yeah, got multiple it, sequential yeah. projects, and possibly including one or two things in between that were about other drugs. But because it was this researcher, like it just ended up bundled with his stuff um, and then later was the project avalor which i guess is the one that uh exploded and killed the yeah that, that was the uh, one the with prior the prior ceo where yeah prior ceo the researcher who wrote most of these notes there is a notable sudden end to project avalor notes but yeah so you go and you dig through all of that these guys for uh all the ways they've ruined the world, Vons, at least according to Vons, <laughs> um, know how to do shelf-stable medications far better than you do. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that makes sense. So you think there's stuff you could use here for um, slowing the kind of distribution of the magical energy or whatever you want to call it, that would be in your cure. It's not a direct thing, and most of the other stuff they hit was dead ends. 
Uh, the other thing they did know how to do and did develop syringes exist in this world, but they figured out, um, or at least they were trying basically just an intramuscular injection on the shadow because uh, you don't want to find a vein on one of those things. <laughs> so hmm. um, there's some interesting notes there about where it seemed to be a reliable place. And sure. actually, I think what the biggest thing would be is they figured out with the injections or with the pills or anything like that, they figured out a specific alchemical reagent that could be detected with detect magic, even through the shadow covering. Huh. So they could study how it was distributed throughout the body before it faded out. Huh. Ooh. So there are basically lots of things that will help you in your further research, but not a solution. Wow. But they kind of pioneered a bunch of techniques that aren't commonly used. Okay. So I, I guess uh, we can brute force it from here. Uh, hopefully trying just various combinations of these things until one of them works. Yeah, I mean, right now you don't really have, you basically have a way too dangerous light thing. You have the knowledge that honey does something and you have a broadened suite of testing abilities that will make it so it's far easier for you to find your final version. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of haven't fully keyed in on like what exactly the actual cure drug alchemical <clears throat> potion whatever is. So that's the part you're still stuck on. And right. So we figured out that honey's potent, but we don't know why yet. Is that correct. what we're saying? You would need okay. to study it further. And we're going to also study pollen. And, yeah. Yeah. And just bee barf. Um, and barf in God, general. I wish you could please stop referring to it that way. <laughs> Ian, how, how detailed do you want us to get in the research on this? Do you want, like, you just, you don't need to go any further than that for, um, you're basically missing at least one more source of information. Okay. So you don't have to get super detailed. You just need to ask somewhere else and find a good lead. Got it. Yeah, you're close to a solution. You think you have all the tools you need to like make your solution once you have it. You're just missing some key component of knowledge. And you can kind of, in the abstract version, you all know where that gap is, so you'll know it when you see it. It's just a matter of finding it first. Could we, without role-playing it, because obviously none of us actually understands what that would entail, uh, could could we role-play someone explaining to Ericene, uh what that gap is so that if she hears about it in her many discussions with many different kinds of people, she might be able to be like, oh, you know, that sounds vaguely like the thing that everybody's been talking about. Um, yeah. You, you all just maybe like do it and tell like, I don't know, maybe I, I'm not going to make you do a check for it. You understand if something comes up that makes you oh, go, okay. oh, that's probably it. Then you okay. should be good to figure it out. All of you don't have to worry about that. Um, Roger. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure because Ericene, you know, she's trying very hard to understand any of this, but yeah. I, th- I think that this cure is important enough to Vons that he's willing to put in whatever time it takes to get this going and then patent the formula. Yeah. Um, so Are Vaughn, there patents in this setting? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> 
translation, the CK hasn't wanted to deal with thinking about that. <laughs> so there's probably like closely guarded formulas. There's probably not patents as such. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just more, you know, your standard pre-patent system trade seeker kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Well, that's that's also good in a way, because if we develop anything from this BRTEL's knowledge, then our patent could be questioned. So, hey. Uh-huh. I mean, if, if we were going by a U.S. patent system. Right. <sighs> oh, yeah. boy, let's not. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> let's not do that. Yeah, no, we don't want to we don't want to just take another patent and then put a clock radio in it. You know, it's it's got to be going to make our own thing. Yeah. With, so, with their information. Love the idea of putting a clock radio into a vaccine. <laughs> just crunch it up in there. Um, huh. Put it on the microchip. Yeah. Uh, Vons, yeah. can you make your own independent check? I'll have the grad students roll, but I'm going to have you make an int check for basically experimenting with the information you now have. Yeah, sure. Let's see, we do this. Right. Come on. Wish me luck. Man, they haven't been in lab in a while, apparently. They're all shit. <laughs> okay, well, I rolled a 14. That's 15 plus oh, 8. Oh, lucky could roll. 23? Lucky does better. Um, add a d6. Add a d6. Okay, got a three on the D6. So. What level is Lucky now? 26. Higher than an average NPC would be for sure. Um, so Vons, She's maybe. level seven. So Vons, with a 26, um, yeah. you, you try all these things, you try all these distribution methods. The thing you're running into now that you have the help with that magical stuff, like magical tracing, is how to get, even when you just try like a liquid or whatever, or try something basic, you need something that will you think that will distribute throughout the body and then release its mag, like suffuse its magic all at once. Cause that's the whole problem with the shadow, right? Is if it get just hit by light, it just gets destroyed. And you hit on this a long time ago where you were like, we basically need to get light into every cell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing you're missing. You're essentially missing something to retain the magic until the right moment. So not um, just a like delayed or pro, but, well, hmm. not just a uh, an enduring release, but like a a specifically timed release. Yeah, it, so like nano rats. But yeah, so Vons, uh, you basically need to put a clock radio. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> That'll set an alarm off at a certain time. Uh, you you do find that a uh, honey and the thing that the grad students have made, like that combined, seems to be actually pretty useful the it's just that holding for the trigger that you need to figure out reladrin reladrin's the trigger we've infused reladrin with it i mean that would tie everything up very nicely wouldn't it, it would it? Yeah. yeah i was going to suggest you ask square scorello the great yeah. scorello <laughs> <laughs> try, try it again kelly i believe in you squirello yes yes great <laughs> beautiful yeah, so Vons, you think that i mean religion is not a terrible place to start you don't know how good it is at a big poof release thing but it is very magical alternately mm-hmm. you could try a bunch of other sources but well we know that religion amplifies whatever magic is associated to it um mm-hmm. or imbued within it um and that's neat Mm-hmm. What if it was um, like a two-step system? Like, 
like they take the the thing and it's not active yet we give that like you know three four hours to like really work itself into everything and then we give them a shot of ruladrin and then the ruladrin like makes everything go oh and then they're uh, then they're cured sure yeah i don't know i don't know it's a it's a thought (laughs) i'm gonna say i think from your intelligence check that it's worth potentially trying for sure you need we try it (laughs) teleport back to (laughs) the surface where shad is (laughs) well you you guys also just don't know a lot about rio itself did we manage to make uh an infusion of this stuff that does not immediately like you know eat its way through whatever if you are assuming that you are going to add magic to it later you can totally do that okay so it's the it's the fact that it is both and it's the fact that it's both alchemical and has already been infused with the magic yeah, but if we if we create like an inactive exactly you can make it version and it won't it'll be more stable yeah, and then you, only when we give the Ruladrin will it like actually take effect. Okay. Yeah, theoretically. Okay, so we yeah. whip that up. How much Ruladrin do you have access to? Uh, well, we have I that, bought yeah. two bottles when I was at Nara's Velvet Room. Okay, I need intelligence checks. I guess from Vaughn's mostly. Okay. Um, anyone else who wants to roll an intelligence check to assist, you can. Sure. Oh, hey, 17 plus one I just rolled 18. 18. Uh, 26. So 26 on a prime. I got 27. 18 24. on a prime. Okay, uh, Adam, add 3d6 to the giant number you already rolled. No way. Um, or actually, four. Sorry, I forgot one of the rolls. 4d6. Okay, that's one, six, 10, 15. On top of 27, 27. So 42. So Ian 32. just does this to me to 32. Listen 32. to me have a hard time. He with said math. plus 15. You started with 27. Yeah, 27 plus 15. Oh yeah. Oh, my yeah. mistake. Yep. Yep. Congratulations. You roll so hard. You poured over to 3.5 and still do something. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he has like a full galaxy brain moment and like we all see his 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 little fox brain just like glow so hard that it illuminates the entire room. Yeah, and when it's, you can see like and, neon maps and stuff floating in the air. Yes. And then like when it fin- when he finishes glowing uh, on the chalkboard is just like this perfectly written, perfectly legible uh, alchemical uh, formula. Yeah, that's at least what happens in the movie version. Uh, <laughs> in, uh, well, that's how Vons feels, and uh, the rest of you just kind of come in and out as Vons essentially just is in a fugue state for two days. <laughs> Where everybody just witnesses him like leaning up against and slowly licking a chalkboard. And and writing on all the walls and the ceiling and the floor and every surface available. Uh, But yeah, at the end of it, Vons, you kind of wake back up and you're really hungry and tired and thirsty. And also there's a formula in front of you. 
primary attribute does not endorse this method of working on projects. <laughs> also, this isn't how research works in the real world. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> but I'm not going to make you guys sit through eight months of incremental progress. <laughs> but yeah, you think you've got something. Huzzah. Yay! Yeah. Let's get a couple more things before we go back down. So, downside. With all of your experimentation and trying of things, you have burned through one of your bottles of Relodrin and your entire pot of honey that you already have, you have one experimental dose. Okay. Well, it's experimental, and that tells me Shad is the first test subject, assuming they're into it. Uh, then we've got to figure out a way to source the ingredients for replication. I think we should talk to the the town. So, the, yeah, yeah, I think we want to talk to Honeyside. Um, well, I also meant the down downstairs. The the where the oh the um the God, what was that place called? Um, the place where Jack Jack is the god. Yeah. No. No, no, well, there. That was Lyriel's. The Narrows. That was yeah, the Narrows. The Narrows. Jackstown is Lyriel's rest, and then there's the Narrows. Jack's place is um is uh, paused in time, and if we got Jack to like beekeep or something, uh, maybe we could just like go back every few. No, because they're paused in time. No, opposite direct, wrong, wrong direction for time. Shit. Yeah, they're going hmm. very slowly. Relative yeah, they're going very world. slowly. They're not going very fast. Sorry, I, yeah. I got mixed up. Um, uh, no, I mean definitely the Narrows, the Village yeah. in the Narrows. Yeah, the Village in the Narrows would work. Um, if you're, you're looking for sources of honey, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Um, you can also obviously ask people to see if they know anywhere else that is honey um especially down yeah on the ground they have vague connections to the other like like uh what was it lake pond 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 pond, pond is which lake. is in it is it's pond. in a lake <laughs> um my thought was like what if we could convince um because like this is not this is not like a short-term project. We're not just going to suddenly have a ton of honey. Like this is going to have to be like, you know, we slowly have like larger and larger quantities of these doses. Um, but my, my, my other thought is like, if we could get one of the human villages on the ground to like be beekeepers, that would be really good for us. Yeah. Um, and you know, it would be incredibly valuable for them to do that (laughs) because eventually, you know, society can rebuild and all that shit, but also like we have a need for honey (laughs) now (laughs) in order to make the world not a hellscape anymore. So maybe we could convince the, the village in the Narrows to become beekeepers. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe, hopefully, maybe. Don't they move around a lot? No, not a lot. Only when they need to. Um, they said 
Sarah, the the leader, said that they it's hard to find it's hard for them to find like new locations. Um, so they do everything possible to like not have to move, but they do they have had to move sometimes, just not really frequently because there's only so many places that you can hide that big of a village, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that sounds... Also, it sounded sort of like it's a hassle, not only for them, but also for their fae that's protecting them. That was how it sounded to me. Mm-hmm. Well, we wouldn't want to put the fae out. I don't want to piss the fae off uh, <laughs> for any reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they can have really tricky tempers. <laughs> They're terrifying to me. <laughs> the fuck did i sorry I, I've, been, okay, I've, been, I've been trying to find some notes that i could use right now this entire time and i can't oh, buddy it's driving me insane um, oh i'm so sorry but you should keep all your notes in a giant uh in a giant I, document i have a scrivener document that everything needs to get fused into but i have not done so yet oh it's 143 pages now oh boy <laughs> it's a beautiful time I cast it in my world building folder like some sort of chump, aka exactly where it should have been. <laughs> I just everywhere else first. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so you guys are talking about surface area, things, places on the surface, check things like that. Ericene, uh-huh. I need you to make an intelligence check. Okay. That's an eight plus nine is 17 on a prime. All right. So, uh, you remember a book I drafted and forgot to ever send you. <laughs> Fuck yes! The you, book you drafted and never sent me. Yeah, uh, so you remember that in the A.N. Expedition logbook, specifically the 300th anniversary special edition, that... You are gonna send this I will to send me it after to you. we get off. I need off. to clean up the dates. Um, okay. So they all line up, but yeah. Okay. So you remember, among other places on the surface, that there was a mention of that particular country being famous for its honey as just kind of a throwaway line. Um, but there may have been some sort of beekeeping tradition or large amount of it happening there, too. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. So if you got lucky. And it was weird because it was a desert country. And the author didn't really know where the honey came from. But... <laughs> It was there in volume. It was also apparently very good. So it is on essentially the almost the opposite side of the world from Alandrill. <laughs> so it's a it's pretty far away, but you're also on a flying city that circumnavigates your world on a regular basis. <laughs> it's like uh it's like Geonosis with all the giant uh, wasp people. That doesn't sound pleasant at all. It doesn't sound pleasant at all. Uh, Way less CG. <laughs> wasps don't make honey, so that doesn't sound particularly useful to us. Mm, they don't on our world. Oh, I invite you to check. Just you know. <laughs> well, the island of a uh, honey trap is populated solely by wasps, but <clears throat> that's just because they expect people to be misled. Well, that's just because they. Uh, they're sexy wasps. <laughs> They're also very sexy wasps. So, so they made a honey pot out of a honey pot. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Yo, dog. Okay. I heard you like honey pots. 
So, okay. you guys have some places to check? That was a really stupid joke. <laughs> you liked it. I did. <laughs> I liked how stupid it was. <laughs> um, so where do you want to go first? Or do you want to go experiment on Shad and then go from there? Um, I think we should wait to experiment on Shad. I thought that we were talking about maybe having a few other like options. Yeah. Or no, was I was I wrong? No, no, no. I think we should because it, it's a it's a little bit of a trek up and down. So yeah, we should compile some some other stuff to test first or to do downstairs. Also, you know, scheduling with Squirrello is a nightmare. You've got to go <laughs> find the lantern, find the place, figure which... out which time continuum. <laughs> wait for the fucking ghostwriter thing. Cause he can't just talk yeah, to you. Wait for the ghostwriter <laughs> thing. Cause now that we know him, he's not going to stop with that. <laughs> got to keep it the mystique. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I do think Ericene is also going to um, suggest that we write to or go visit Honeyside um, just to find out like what their rates are, um, what kind of volumes we could uh, get, um, if there are volume discounts, sure. all of these things. Want to write or want to walk? How far is it? Can it you remind be, me? It would be like going on a long day trip. You'll essentially be, there's a tunnel that goes through the core of the mountain front to back. Okay. Um, most of the back end is undeveloped. You would be walking along that pretty much to the other side of the mountain. And it just takes a while. <laughs> and, okay. Um, so once you walked over there, talked to them, walked back, that would be at least most of your day. And that's if you didn't take, you know, any significant breaks. But you'd be really close to where Wealthy grew up. You could go see your parents. Would be really close to where Wealthy grew up. Is it canonical that we've met Wealthy's parents already? Yep. Because they were at a Christmas party. Solstice party. <laughs> um, then I will suggest to Wealthy that we go uh, visit her parents. Oh, joy. <laughs> and Honeyside. Yeah. And Honeyside. I'll send a rat to my parents. What Letting exactly them know we're on the way. do you write in your message? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Um, I write, hi, mom and dad. We're coming over to ne- do some negotiations with Honeyside, and I thought I'd bring a friend. <laughs> I mean, just one? Love, honey. L- love, wealthy. <laughs> love, honey is crossed out. There's <laughs> love, wealthy. <laughs> All right. The rat goes off. Ratholomew stays with you guys because that's a pretty long sure. haul. Um, yeah. I mean, I was assuming that we didn't all need to go. I'm good. Okay. So who's going on the honey trip? I will go. I think Fawns wants to go. All right. Okay. I okay. pack. I pack eight seed cakes. I don't know what everybody else is going to eat, that- but I need my eight seed cakes. Fawns <laughs> <laughs> is just going to eat honey. <laughs> No, wait, you can't eat wait, the honey. Well, you gotta eat something on the way there. <laughs> yeah, eating honey is like deciding you're just gonna drink French wine for hydration. Like it's a very financially <laughs> prudent choice. I'll stay behind and uh, watch the researchers and the brewery. Okay. 
probably right. pack a stack of waffles or something. I I take my normal rations that are unnamed that I still have a bunch of whole bunch of goddamn limbus bread in my in my pack. Just hard tack and neko wafers. <laughs> sure. Um, all right. Car- oh, you forgot about the carob chips. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't going to let you be provided that much joy by the contents of your rush. <laughs> they taste just like chocolate. No, they don't. <laughs> they, <laughs> they do. Taste if you just haven't had like, chocolate in a very long time. They taste just like carob. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but okay. So, three of you are off to see the wizard, which means Wealthy's parents, and Honeyside, and Grix is staying in town and supervising research. Honeyside folks, you head out the rear of the city, a direction you've, well, Wealthy, you've gone this way once or twice. The rest of you have had no reason to ever, unless you maybe went there on like, you know, essentially a field trip once to be like, look at these people who live out of doors. And they're short. Weirdos. And also there's trees. <laughs> um, so you guys have that. And you head on through. And very quickly you leave the city. And you spend a lot of time in a tunnel that is just you guys. As the sound of your steps echoes around you. You pass through gates occasionally that are manned by very bored looking guards. Um who have to go through the whole process. These are much like the gates that go into the city proper. So they're pretty heavy duty. They get you through. It's not too big a deal. And also it's dark as hell. I need everyone to roll a D10. Everyone who's there to roll a D10. That would be a nine. Three. Not the best sign. Uh, zero is 10, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So a nine, a 10, and a three, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. I need everyone to make wisdom checks. If you have listen, add your plus two bonus. 24. 18. Wow. I'll tell you what, that level (laughs) up really, really helps. Yeah. All right. So you all go and you are walking along and then you think you hear kind of an odd scraping noise from in front of you that doesn't seem to make sense coming from one of the walls. And you look over and you see just barely a figure that look, looks a lot like a crowish bird woman slipping into a door that you're pretty sure wasn't in that wall five seconds ago, much less noticing her five seconds ago. Oh, hey, Corva. <laughs> you say that out loud? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Ooh, you're going to be in real trouble. I mean, if this isn't Corva, they're just going to assume that you think all bird women <laughs> look the same. Oh, uh, and the person turns to you. This is definitely Corva. Standing in what you would guess is a secret door. <laughs> oh, shit. They'll see her slip inside, I said. It will be a good plot hook, I said. <laughs> <laughs> They won't talk to her, I said. Why would you disturb someone when you could just trail them like they have done in character many times? But we know her. That's fair. Oh, man. <laughs> she does. Cool. All right. <laughs> uh, she turns and looks back with the 
brittle smile of someone who did not want to meet somebody and talk to them right now. <laughs> oh, hi. Yeah. Uh, Long time to see. Well, it's only been a couple days. I'm, but oh. I mean, you know, uh, we're just on our way to the other side of the mountain. What are you doing here? Wealthy I mean, asks, I'm assuming innocently. you're doing something about your job, but, you know. Maybe you're just having fun in the tunnels. Oh, just going to meet someone. Fun. You're not cheating on Grix, are you? No. <laughs> I mean, did they did they formalize a relationship or? I don't know. I guess I the mean, answer would probably be no either way, though. <laughs> like, yeah. Either no, she isn't doing it, or yes, they oh, agree. Just to add to chill. the awkwardness, Vaughn's very much asks that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> now you things are formalized character. enough that it would matter and no I am not cheating on Greg's well maybe you should rat him then I feel like I we've seen him constantly we hung out when I got back did you? okay mm-hmm. remember they made all those noises that I'm not sure got cut out of the final episode when some birds went berserk outside Kelly's window <laughs> Oh, wow. I have no memory of that. (laughs) Um, That's so weird. (laughs) Shrug. Anyway, so. Yeah, just going to meet some people. Not anything you need to worry about. Okay. Well, um, we're just going to go on our way then, I guess. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Bye. Have a lovely time. (laughs) We will. We're going to get honey. No, wait, really? What are you doing now? Leaving. She's going to meet someone. <laughs> she heads through the door in the sidewall and it disappears, disappears and becomes a solid wall as if it was never there. Vons pokes it. It's a wall. Um, I'm going to do detect magic. There's a shit ton of magic there. You've seen this one coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the question is, is that a permanent like? Yeah. yeah, is it is it, it a permanent it is, thing? Is it, it, it there there is a stone door that from examining it, you know that some stone doors are designed to slide and then like slide very precisely into a cutout. That's what this one does. Um it's not quite stone shape level of just erasing yeah. itself, but it's close. And since you have detect magic going, you can see that imagine a rectangular door that is just covered in rune patterns. This is a lot like the um when you're leaving that restricted engineering area. Mm-hmm. And that door was just like every bit of it that could be magic had been magic. It's like right. that. Okay. <laughs> Do I recognize any of the runes? Do I recognize the magic? Um, Maybe yeah. how long it's been there? Uh, make an intelligence check. Oh, God. Well, shit. 11, 12 on a prime. Do you have read magic prepared? Uh, Probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to have you expel that spell slot as well, just to okay. justify this since you're reading all the runes and stuff now. So with a 12, I mean, this is your area of study. If anything, you'd get a bonus. This is a lot. It doesn't look super familiar on its own. Um, you do recognize that there are several things that are essentially magical locks of various sorts. And you are almost positive several of these are 
dangerous evocations that will do various terrible things to someone who tries to get through this door without the proper passphrase or item or something like that. Um, as far as who might have made it or something like that, nothing looks that familiar to you. Okay. You also can easily tell that were you to cast Detect Magic in this era, you would find it again immediately. Like, Or you could just try opening it. Okay. I'll give you a separate intelligence check to try to open it safely. Yvonne's licks right. it. That is... Licking it doesn't um, work. It does not. Hmm. That's a 24 on a prime. I never get to kill any players. <laughs> <laughs> we have Thank at least goodness. a plus eight to everything that we roll now. Yeah, and I'm going to start scaling stuff. But uh, <laughs> a 24 is pretty fucking good. Um, wealthy, you go and you try to open this. You determine that you think with a beefy enough dispel magic, you could probably get this door to essentially deactivate and open. You think the other option you would have, or like you could make it, you could suppress its magic so you could open it safely. Um, the other way you've normally done it, there's no like press here and it will open like there was with that other security door. You determine that it is a passphrase as well, but you can't tell what it is from just this. And it's best not to try to just start saying weird words. I mean, you can try. No, I'm not going to try. I don't want to get fried by a door. Did you try licking it? You don't think it would fry you if you said the wrong word. You think it would just essentially ignore you. Okay. Um, oh, uh, Vons, that only works for fox folk. The saliva you have is different than the saliva we have. That explains so much. You don't even know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll I'll let everybody, I'll let Vons and Aracy know what that is, but... Um, you know, I didn't say anything, but I, I'm I'm very highly suspicious of Corva just happening to be there yeah, while no. we're going. <laughs> this is just a normal thing that normal people do. <laughs> <laughs> just what bros do. <laughs> Hanging out. <laughs> just showing up. This is the first time we've ever run into anybody that we knew on the street. That's why Ian brought it up this time. Yep, it's just never happened before. Yeah, just thought it would be a nice bit of flavor. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's like real super chill there's no reason to wonder why she didn't specify who she was going to see or why she was there in the tunnel while we're walking through it yeah meeting someone nvd <laughs> so do you want to leave the door alone for an hour or do you just want to start saying things until you hope you yeah i want to i want to leave the door alone i'm, I'm i mean i i there's 160,000 words in the dictionary. I'm not going to try and go through them all. Do you want to try one and just see if you happen to be right? Melon. That shouldn't be the answer, but I'm going to roll a D1000 <laughs> anyway just to see if you got that lucky. <laughs> nope, sorry. Nope. Is it D1000 uh, just three Yeah, D10s? three D10s. Oh, okay. You head on down and you arrive at Honeyside. Honeyside is set just inside the mountain. You know you're near it when suddenly there's a bunch of buzzing coming from one of the... Like, there are doors on the walls again. Actual doors, not weird secret doors. Um, so oh, yeah. Could could I have been, like, also just keeping track of, like, how far into the tunnel that was? Yeah, you absolutely know where that is. Okay. You, uh... 
you know which two gates it's between and wanted to be able to say yeah count the number of paces until you get to the next gate or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. i figure you all noted it i wasn't going to make you lose it um so yeah you go and you head on and you are in a place where you are very close to the exit which is actually open so there's lots of nice sunlight and wealthy you recognize it um you've been this way several times but there are now actual you know doors off the main path and hallways and facilities again albeit not many but you do see a sign that says honeyside pointing down one of the hallways and a couple turns later you uh start hearing a lot of buzzing and you think you have found your spot and also the main door so you don't just walk into an active apiary <laughs> and piss off a bunch of bees <laughs> Yeah, I'll bring them to into Honeyside before taking them to meet my mom and dad. Well, it's like if I'm really lucky, we'll have to go back home right away. <laughs> Won't be able to visit. <laughs> Too busy. Yeah. Got things we need to be doing. Nice to see you. Bye. Yeah, so you um, head on Honeyside. The front office is extremely simple. There is basically a tiny room with a front desk where a woman is sitting behind it, looking very bored. You would guess that, you would guess wealthy. Um, this woman is a halfling, and you would guess she is essentially the halfling equivalent of a teenager who took a summer job and maybe regretting that decision. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, and there's a door to smaller offices behind, and then there's a set of double doors that is under a, you know, has a sign next to it that says out to apiaries. Um, yeah. And she just looks up and goes, hi. I mean, hi, welcome to Honeyside. How can I help you? Hi. Uh, we are uh, here to inquire about pricing and oh. also volume. Oh, is there you... someone we could talk to about that? Uh, do you have a pre-existing contract? No, we don't but we might like to start one. We're just uh, trying to understand how that would even work. Oh, sure. Um, do you have any contacts here already so I can like get a certain person, or would you rather me just get... I refer to... Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. Yeah. Um, I say, I was referred to Laurel by uh, Nixlin uh, Starglen. Oh, the start lens. Yeah, sure. Um, um, I was also referred to Laurel by uh, Nara Sisig. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nara says we need all the honey. Nara said, you know. All of it. I, I, I met her once. We could refer. That doesn't seem like the kind of thing she'd ever say to anybody. <laughs> I can't no, no, imagine no, her ever saying that. And also. She agrees. What? What? No, I literally didn't. Erin didn't hear what you said. Oh, no, she she agrees. Nara, Nara agrees. Okay, well, um, I'll let her know that you said that with your real name. <laughs> That's okay. She doesn't know that guy. <laughs> oh, I would not be uh, so sure about that, buddy. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I guess if it's Laurel that we need to talk to, it's Laurel that we need to talk to. Yeah, um, so Laurel's out in the apiary. I can take you out there. Are any of you afraid of bees? No. Are any of you afraid of bees? <laughs> no, I'm not. 
I don't think Fawns is. How big are the bees? Just normal bee size. Are they like angry? Do they operate in groups? Uh, I mean, almost by definition, but they're very relaxed. Are you familiar with what bees are? Not really. (laughs) Oh, well, won't this be an exciting day then of you coming with us to... I've never met a bee. What do they speak? You just say hi to them. Beesh? Apian. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, you can just come with me. You guys are taken into that to apiary room after a be right back sign is put up on the desk. <laughs> and of does, course it say, it's does it say two E's? B-E-E? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not an ellipsis How at the end. It's like a that? curly Q dotted line. I can't catch every pun. I'm losing my edge. <laughs> um, you just got to make you a dad. I'm good. (laughs) Anybody else like tighten up there? (laughs) Yes. Like no offense to Ian or anything. I'm sure Ian would make a potentially great father if they felt like it, but uh... (laughs) it's not the kind of thing you inflict on someone else. No. I'm sorry. I apologize. Take it back. I understand the spirit and intention. It just also, okay. like Adam said, just like you get this little record scratch. <laughs> Let's leave that in. Of course. All right. I want to hear that needle jump. This little hook. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're shown in. There's you're kind of just in a in between room where there are a bunch of beekeeper uniforms because they will never leave my head where they have taken up rent free and haunt me forever. They are, in fact, the more medieval style of beekeeper uniform, which, again, yes. I hate. <laughs> so They look like people been... doing cosplay of a leech. That's mm-hmm. a really good way to describe it, honestly. Yeah, or like a snail or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, for the listener, they're these... They're like robes with gloves, basically, right? But the mm-hmm. hood yes. part is attached to a face mask that is essentially a basket that goes to a point, except in more of a swoosh. Than a straight line. It's like very kind scary. of a it, what? I'm describing a pro- imagine a leech's face. Oh yeah, that's what yeah. it looks like. It's bad, yeah, like yeah. a hagfish. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they just yeah. see out the little hole at the front. Mm-hmm. Don't like yeah. it one bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the one I'm looking at has a it's wicker, like a, a wicker aperture. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think they look cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's the thing you see on the cult that you ran into on your summer break right before they murder you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've all seen Midsummer. I have not. I refuse to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I read the TV trips and that scared me enough. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so you all are then taken inside. Um, Ericene, you recognize windows like this. There are giant windows made of what you would guess is some sort of translucent rock. Either really nice quartz or diamond, because certain things transmutation is bad at, but if you wanted to make a giant sheet of diamond that is only good as a giant sheet of diamond, it can do that pretty okay if you shell out enough. You can get quite a vista through these windows. Yeah, you see right out onto... um, There is a like meadow shortly outside. And 
forest kind of crowding in on one side of that. And you think you can even see the path out of the mountain and heading on down towards what you think might be a house in the distance, but like the view is not that wide. And you are basically at the bottom of the mountain height wise. So you're not high enough up to get a, you know, sweeping view. But you're taken through a few of these rooms, which are in fact full of bees that are busily buzzing away. And there are bunches of flowers and things like that, um, all grown in here. Wealthy, you you especially recognize the kinds of magical orbs that are used to um, supplement or replace sunlight for growing mm-hmm. plants. They are dim and weak, but when you have this many of them, it's less of a problem. Um, you all also notice that there are vents leading out of this deeper into the mountain, and that there appear to, in fact, be bees going in and out of those vents on the regular, very cheerfully. So you're taken through about three of these rooms, and then you find a medium-height woman who is ensconced in a beekeeper uniform. But uh, the name tag says Laurel, and she looks up surprised as she's um, she's lifted one of those, uh, not slides, racks, like honeycomb racks, to check on it. Uh-huh. And carefully lowers it back down and turns to uh, look at you guys. And, you know, muffled from inside the mask, which I will not do because I want editor to not murder me <laughs> yeah that's probably a good call uh says uh hello can i help you hi uh we were referred to you by um nixlin starglen and also by nara sisig and uh we were interested in uh possibly uh starting to uh buy some honey from you we were wondering about volumes and pricing and well you've got friends in all sorts of places it seems like so wildly different places i do understand truly um i can help you with that what do you need the honey for like what's the delivery timetable how much do you need do you have any idea all of it we don't know quite how much we will need at this point um probably all of it we understand that we can't have all of it uh, <laughs> because that would probably, you know, tank your reputation uh, only selling to one customer. Um, <laughs> but we need it. We are. Uh, I don't know if the news has gotten over to this side of the mountain, Um we actually went to the ground. Uh, we're currently investigating um, how to produce some sort of vaccine or potion cure for the corruption. And when we were on the ground, we discovered that honey uh, is a major deterrent. Uh, they don't like it. They don't like it at all. And we we may need quite a lot of it, uh, but... At this point, we're just trying to find out how much <laughs> uh, and what's, you know, reasonable pricing. <laughs> well, you're the talk of the town, so I have heard of you. You're the bee's knees, as it were. Sorry. Oh, that's cute. Sorry, I don't talk to a lot of people. Um, don't worry about it. So do they have knees? I can't see their little knees. They kind of have knees. If I, if I remember correctly, they breathe through them. 
Anyway. So we currently charge about 300 gold per half pint for the honey. Ooh, that's very steep. <laughs> what if we got bigger bees? Well, here's a question. I honestly don't know. <laughs> here's here's a different question. Um, probably after 600 years on the arcs and the lifespan of bees and, you know, as many as you have, it's a lot. But if we were able to supplement your hives, if we were able to get bees from the surface to add to your hives, Mm -hmm. would that reduce the price for us at all? Depending on how many bees you got us, I could see the uh, the owner being willing to part with a significant portion of a year's harvest for that, at the least. Oh, really? Who's the who's the owner? She just has us call her the queen. <laughs> oh, fun! Uh, that sounds really fun for you. So fun. You hear this so uh, from the uh, front desk girl. <laughs> so fun. Oh my God. Uh, she sounds like a blast to hang out with and work for. And During our mandatory meet happy hours. Yep. Oh. Oh no. Well, <laughs> is it good meat at least? Oh, it's excellent. <laughs> well... Do you hopefully, have cake? Hopefully getting blitzed is a... Oh, we get blitzed afterwards on the um, honey liqueur we've been sent. Oh. That the queen doesn't know about. I shouldn't have said anything. Oh. But you, I don't you know, know what you're... Her, so I figure she, she's the one who sends it. <laughs> oh. I think she makes it. Well, I will have to talk to her about getting some of that. It's very good. Don't drink too much of it, but because you will drink very fast, but it's very good. Is it? It's not related to the Ruladrin, is it? What's a Ruladrin? Oh, it's this other kind of alcohol she makes, I guess. Uh, yeah, you'll have to have her send a bottle of that next time. Sure. Well, I guess you can ask her. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. So she's not in the fashion of uh, doing things for me. She might tell me things, but she will not do things for me. We have a complicated relationship. It's getting better. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I feel like it is still extremely complicated. <laughs> She hasn't threatened to have you killed in a while. (laughs) She hasn't threatened to have me killed in a while. And I've gotten along so well with, uh, with her bodyguard as well. So that's always fun. Oh yeah. He's a peach. I love him. But all right. Um, so we could sell you, I think our current supply is mostly bought up. We could get you a gallon of it. Currently. Yeah, um, we won't have another harvest for a while, but I think we have a gallon that is not yet spoken for. Um, that would be 
Well, if you're buying the gallon, there's a bit of a discount, so it would be 4,500 gold. Okay. <laughs> uh, really? We are wow. not, um, we're not in a position to take that with us today. Um, do you, I'm assuming you do deliveries to the other side. Yeah. Um, it'll, there'll be a delivery fee, and we obviously need to get the money first. But Well, obviously, yes. Yes. Yeah, we can hold it <laughs> for you for like two weeks. Okay. Um, that it takes sounds... us like a year to do two weeks. We'll be fine. <laughs> Bonds, you, you never knew what it was like to have a mask filling with blood. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of like stains out of the front because his, his, his snout is so long. Yeah. <laughs> Just tilts down. There's this ominous drip out the front of the mask. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh well can we maybe go sign like a an agreement to that effect uh sure yeah um let me just finish up in here it'll be like 15 minutes sounds perfect time passes and you do a bunch of paperwork <laughs> we'll be waiting for you and then she winks <laughs> you, you get you get a laugh but yeah, so you do you do a bunch of paperwork. Laurel is in fact a middle aged human with dark brown hair and pretty friendly, a slightly awkward. And you guys get everything signed up, and you are ready to go. And this hey, is where Vaughn's realizes that making honey is where the real money's at. Yeah, you know we really don't have to go visit my parents. I can send them another <laughs> rat and tell them you know we we had we but were you called have away. I'm wealthy. <laughs> No, no, we don't have to. Really, really, we don't have to visit my parents. Well, the, do you, do you really not want to visit your parents, or are you afraid of visiting your parents? Like, I, I am a twenty-four-year-old halfling who's moved away from the war, from from the from the Shire, and uh, you know, completely not doing what I should be doing. It's so much easier not to talk to my parents i mean are they like tiger parents or something mm. what's going on here is this like a i feel like they just uh they had a, they had certain expectations they were expecting certain things from me that they're not gonna get and you know sure but like how much have you talked to them since you told them the truth about what you actually want to do with your life like You've given well, them okay, some time. Okay. How uh, how often have I left uh, the city? Exactly zero times. I have not spoken to them. Sure, <laughs> they came I, and visited. I think. <laughs> I think. And you don't have to do this. I'm not pushing you. I just think you told the last time you saw them, you told them what your life was going to be. You have not since then given them a chance to see that and understand that about you and like see how much happier you are living the life that you actually want to live. Like you haven't given them a chance to, you know, support you and maybe they will. You don't know. I'm no, not telling you, you have it's to not, go. It's not so much. It's not so much that I think they won't support me. It's just, it's so awkward. Yeah, well, it's okay. I never want to see We're... my parents either. We can, <laughs> we can we can skip the whole thing. Vaughn just wants to have sad moments outside during Hope Solstice specials. <laughs> we can be we can be the buffer. I mean, 
are they really gonna talk about awkward shit with the Vons around? I don't think so. He, you know, he'll suck all of the, he'll he'll just sponge up all the awkward himself. <laughs> It'll be great. Okay, And fine. much like a sponge, I will spread awkward evenly across every surface. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be great. And I promise, if you hate it, you never have to go back. <laughs> I support cutting off your family if that's what you need to do. <laughs> Ericene, like, I'm not, turns I'm to Vaughn's. I'm not saying and is, that I need to cut off my family. I'm just saying, God, it's so awkward. Sure, but it'll only get more awkward the longer you put off talking to them. Yeah, but it's so awkward right now. Well, That's awkward in the future. Well, you only have to be awkward for half an hour and then we can leave. How does that sound? Okay, fine. We can do that. <laughs> fine. fine. We'll have I'll go talk one cup of tea. And a seed cake. And a seed cake, and then we will fuck off. <laughs> this planned style of visit has never gone wrong and never ended. People staying for six hours, whether they wanted to or not. <laughs> we could also just ransack the house. I don't think it's possible for Ericene to not actually follow through on that sort of plan when she offers it. But can you get wealthy to reject her parents going, no, just stay for a little bit longer. Yeah, I can. <laughs> and by house, I mostly mean fridge. Do they have anything tasty in there? Lead the way if you want to. We'll follow you whichever direction you go. Okay, so I take them to my parents' house. You're off to see the tailors. They're wonderful tailors of, I guess, the Shire is what we're calling it. <laughs> Need to work That's on the meat. <sighs> It's right. certainly the Shire to Wealthy. Okay, so you are off to see Balthy's parents. Hey, Grix. I guess we could call it the county. Could call it the county. Hey, Grix. Yeah, yeah, what's up? You're supervising some grad students. After a, after a long day at work, you're, you're, you're at the brewery. You're supervising some grad students just idly while they work on stuff. And yep. marvel that Vaughn's actually pulled it off. What the hell? <laughs> Have you started your uh, hollow suite or Eluza suite business yet? Yes. So is that all in a pocket dimension or a separate room? I assume it's not just out in the open, but it depends on what they want. Okay. Um, it's more of a service. We run it out of the bar, but yeah, you know, so you have, you have a few people, you have a small group of people renting your suite right now. Uh, can you, Give me an idea of what sort of illusions you're keeping up right now. What do you think would be a, a popular mm. simulation? I bet uh, I bet long distance, big open spaces type stuff would be the most popular. It might be a little, you know, scary and exhilarating, but just like uh, maybe like a beach one or a, yeah, probably a beach one. <laughs> I'm just imagining Vaughn's walking past while this is happening and just all of his first standing on end every time he hears <laughs> waves crashing. Um all right, so you're uh you're running a beach. Yeah. You can hear people running around and laughing inside. They appear to have gotten over their initial fear and having a good time when uh, a looming figure comes through the door of the tasting room or tap room part of your little establishment and looks around and starts zeroing in on you. You've met Arcturus before. 
giant rectangle of a man. <laughs> yeah. Very nice clothing. And he just comes up to you and kind of looks around the place one more time and just goes, is there a scene around? Uh, no, no, she's out right now. Why? Can you give this to her? He hands you probably a neatly folded handkerchief that appears to have been cleaned. Oh, <gasps> thank you. I remember that. And he yeah, turns. Yeah, I can. Hands. Sure. And uh, Grix, when you're going to stuff this in your pocket, you feel a little crinkle folded inside the handkerchief. Okay. And you find. I won't. Oh, sure. Are you going to open it or not? <laughs> I, I will. I wasn't going to do it right now, but okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You find a note inside saying, um, to Erisene Grix and Associated Parties, I have figured out a trade to tell you everything I know about the Reladron. Please visit me at your earliest convenience. And it's signed Nara. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. So, so there you go. Yeah. And because Nara showed up, we are legally obligated to wrap the episode there. <laughs> <laughs> Even just her... Uh, even just a mention. <laughs> even just a mention. No. She communicated yep. a thing. <laughs> That's how she do. Wonderful. Okay. But all Thank right. you Wonderful. so much. Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. For questions, comments, and feedback, email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. To follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod, on Twitter at primeattribute, and at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for all of our blazed posts. Castles and Crusades is published by Trollord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. This week's editor was Wit. Thanks, Wit. Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in next time to Primary Attribute. Yeah, you guys have made it back to the fermenting fox and you all are there and the grad students are there and Hedda and El Peter are there. The fire department is there. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's like one thing after another in West Seattle this week.